Welcome to Conversations with a Tech Recruiter. I'm your host, Dean Kulawira. Today's episode 10, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And what I'll be covering today is uh, the most common mistakes made at interviews by candidates. Now, uh, this is based on uh, the feedback I've gotten over the years from various types of organizations. And uh, one of the great things of working at a staffing agency is that I get to work with a variety of clients ranging from startups and small size organizations all the way up to large multinational organizations. So uh, what I wanted to share with today is common feedback, you know, some patterns that I've noticed in terms of feedback from, uh, 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 you know, those mentioned various clients in terms of the mistakes that uh, uh, based on their feedback of, uh, of what candidates were making at the interviews. So that's what I'll be covering on this episode. Hope it's helpful and uh, let's get right into it. Now, one of the most important parts of my job as a recruiter for the consultants that I represent, who, who, by the way, for the most part, just to just to refresh everyone's memory, are primarily IT professionals. But uh, the advice I'm sharing in this episode, as well as most of the episodes I cover, uh, are not restricted only to IT professionals, unless I mention something very specific otherwise. Uh, but continuing with my point, uh, a, a very important part of my job as a recruiter for the consultants I represent is what's called the interview preparation. And what we call within the in, the uh, the industry uh, in short form, the interview prep. So in this conversation, which occurs in advance of any scheduled interviews, I help prepare the consultants I represent so they go in knowing what to expect, who they're meeting with, arming them with tools and strategies that can help or, or at least increase their odds and their chances of, of winning the interview. And one of the parts of this interview prep that I do is where I go over common mistakes made by candidates at interviews based on feedback I received from clients over the past couple of years. And uh, pretty much what kind of inspired me to uh, to do this episode. And, and look, although the level of seniority of the candidate may make a difference, I've seen like senior level candidates make some of the most basic and fundamental mistakes uh, that could cost them the, the interview. So whatever level you're at in your career at this point i don't care if you're your junior or entry level or maybe you're you're a senior take heed to these most common mistakes you want to make sure you're not making these uh so going over the list i mean uh, you know as i go through these uh various mistakes candidates are making <clears throat> don't feel bad if you're making any of these mistakes uh at your end what you need to be doing is take note of it adjust your sales make any adjustments and and keep moving forward uh now these are in no particular order but Definitely the most common mistakes I've heard from clients post-interview. Just to stress that again. Now, number one number one common complaint I always hear is uh, the candidate was not familiar with their company. They, they obviously had not researched our organization. So, look, this one, folks, I shouldn't even have to mention. But when you're preparing for an interview, you, you definitely want to be researching the organization that you're going to be meeting with. And uh, something I always tell you know all the candidates i represent is you don't need to be an expert about the company at this point you don't need to research each each and every little detail about what they do and how they do it and all of that but at a very abstract and very high level you need to know uh at the least you need to be knowing what what does the company do what what products solutions and services do they, do they provide do they have any proprietary uh, solutions or products that they provide any award-winning uh you know, mentions or, or awards, uh, any major accomplishments the company has made. Also be sure a lot of companies these days, they put a lot of uh, information about their uh, philanthropic efforts, 
you know, they're they're uh, giving back to the community and all the, all those aspects as well. So at least at high level, research the company, know what they do, know what they're up to uh, uh, lately and recently, product solutions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now another great benefit of doing this is that uh, it'll allow you the opportunity to connect the the company and what they're doing and their mandate and all that. Uh, and connect that to your own career aspirations and and what you're wh- where you're at currently from a career perspective and uh basically folks i mean you want to be showing that uh, that that you're you, you do have an interest in the company and the organization uh because look a, a standard interview question you will be asked at, at most interviews is hey what do you know about our organization what do you know about our company what interests you about our company and if you don't know the answer to that, that could kind of that kind of kills the level of interest at your end, right? In terms of their assessment of your level of interest, because someone interested in in joining their organization or or uh, or you know working a position at their organization, uh, they're probably expecting you to do some research about the company and the organization. They want to see that you're excited about uh, their organization and their company, and that you've done some preliminary research about them, and at least have an understanding about what they do. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, so make sure you do that. And make sure you do not make this mistake. Mistake number two: the candidate was not familiar or very familiar with their resume. Look, one of the most important reminders. Again, this is another important reminder I go over during my interview preparation: is refresh yourself on your own resume. Look, it's your resume, so you need to be the one who's an expert on it. Your your resume might not be everything. I talk about that all the time. I always say, don't depend on your resume. Your resume is not everything. But that being said. It's the only thing the interviewer or the interviewers has in front of them, right? So you can expect them to refer to it. Because look, prior to the meeting, they, they've never met you. They don't know who you are um, in most cases, right? And all they have in front of them is is this this uh, this stapled document with a couple of sheets of paper describing your professional experience and your background. So you can probably expect them to refer to it. And if they're going to be referring to it, they're going to want you to be able to elaborate and expand on, on whatever... Uh, points or bullet points or or whatever it is they're asking about and referring to on your resume and you don't want to waste any precious interview minutes trying to remember things and recall things we've all been there i've been there uh and and it, all it's going to leave you with is is uh you know breaking into a sweat but you, because you can't remember what they're asking about because it was a project from a few years back but it caught their attention because it's very much in uh, related to what they're they're currently looking to do in in their project and they want to hear about it. And and what's ironic is that, despite the fact that you don't remember what you did because it was from a few years back, it's very much something that you could tackle and take on. And you don't want to make that mistake in the interview. So, make sure you uh, refresh yourself on your own resume. And again, you need to be able to la- elaborate on and expand on each and every bullet point on your resume, especially anything in recent years, folks. You don't want to waste. And I, I'm I'm repeating myself here, but you don't want to waste any time at the interview. Trying to remember things, trying to recall things, which may capture the interviewer's attention, and have you miss out on this crucial selling opportunity, only because you you weren't uh, you you hadn't refreshed yourself on the various projects you've done that are most relevant to the position you're interviewing for. So keep that in mind. All right. So moving on. Next next most common interview mistake: candidates' responses were very surface surface level, and they couldn't provide detail and specifics. So look, maybe you were nervous, maybe you were aiming for being, uh, you know, straight to the point, but to the point of coming across as vague or uncertain about the project. Look, you certainly don't want to go into a long, drawn-out speech for each and every response, but at the same time, you don't want to be very abrupt in your responses either. So look, pro- provide specific ex- specific details 
uh, provide specific details in your responses. You certainly want to be concise, and if unsure, you can always ask, would you like me to elaborate, f- elaborate further on that? Uh, what you don't want to do is, is be extremely short, abrupt, and vague in your responses, because that, that, could be, that could be a sign either that you don't know what you're talking about, or maybe you're just not interested. And uh, if you are interested, you don't want to come across that way. So make sure you're striking that right balance between uh, not being too concise and too vague or too abrupt, but still adding adding uh, enough detail and not keeping your responses at a pure surface level. Now, moving on to the next one, and this connects with the next one. And the, the next one is the, the other extreme you, you don't want to uh, you don't want to be making, and that is the candidates' responses were very long-winded and they kept going off topic. Now, this is the opposite of the previous point. Look, it's easy to get excited talking about your accomplishments. I totally get it. Now, couple that with the feeling of, of being slightly anxious or nervous, and you can find yourself going off topic or having your response go on for, for longer than, way longer than expected and end up not even answering the question in the first place. Very easy to happen, and, and it's normal and natural in a conversation to get slightly off topic or to go off on a tangent every now and then, but you need to stay focused and stay the course at your end. You don't want to come across as trying to avoid answering the question, right? By speaking about a whole bunch of stuff and circling around it. Maybe that's not your attention. Maybe you just got caught up, uh, you know, getting excited talking about something else. Maybe uh, some other topic came up while you were explaining something else and you kind of connected with the interviewer regarding that. But you, do, you don't want to go completely off topic either. Uh, it's up to you as, as, as the person, as the interviewee. When you're, when you're looking to demonstrate your expertise and your knowledge and your experience, you want to maintain control. So even if you do veer off, veer, veer a little bit off topic, that's completely fine. But you want to take, get that control and, and go right back to the point and right back to the question that you were responding to. Now, next common mistake, the candidate kept interrupting. Now, look, don't let your excitement get you come across as, as someone rude or impolite. Nobody enjoys a conversation with someone who constantly interrupts. I mean, just just take a minute to think about anyone you've spoken to in the past or recent past who keeps interrupting you, right? Every time you're trying to say something, they interrupt, they cut you off. Might not be intentional. Uh, and most of the cases might be that simply the other person is extremely excited about some whatever topic you're talking about. And they wanted to, uh, you know, tell you something before they forget about it. Could be a whole bunch of reasons except for being rude or impolite in most cases again. But you can come across as rude and impolite. And look, I, I've witnessed candidates every now and then who have a habit of starting to respond to questions before the question has even been completed and trying to finish sen- sentences on behalf of me, talking over me, cutting off mid- mid-sentence, and all those other variations of inter- in- interruptions. Now, I understand as a recruiter, this is mostly due to excitement, nervousness, or feeling a little anxious, but you need to be aware, aware of this and get it under control. As apart from being annoying and impolite, you might be interrupting a question or a statement with multiple parts to it. So look, you need, you need to get this handled and under control. Wait for the interviewer or anyone else in life you interact with, for that matter, <laughs> to complete their question or statement before you start responding. And if you don't, by the way, as a side note, if you don't still don't understand the question, don't hesitate in asking them for clarification. Uh, but just wait until they finish asking the question before you start responding or uh, before you start asking them for a clarification. Because uh, it could have multiple parts. And, and again, if you don't understand the question after finish asking, after they're finished asking, you can always ask. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand, I understand uh, point X, Y, Z in the question you're asking me. Can you please elaborate on that or could you please uh, clarify that? 
So look, folks, those are those are the main mistakes I've heard about based on feedback from a variety of clients and organizations that I've served uh, as a recruiter. Uh, so hope all of you in preparation for your interviews, take these into consideration. Make sure you're not making these mistakes. Be conscious of these. If you, if you are currently or, or possibly or might be making these mistakes, again, don't feel bad. Now's an opportunity for you to really uh, be consciously aware of not making those mistakes and, and see that as a positive Again, don't feel bad. Don't feel don't feel bad about it. Yes, it has probably costed you interviews or opportunities in the past, but you know what? If you now have if you now have an understanding that these are mistakes that you're making, at least now you can address them. So look at it that way. Take note of them. Make the adjustments and uh, and make sure you don't make those mistakes. And uh, just to go quickly go over them again. Number one, candidates uh, not conducting proper research about the organization that they're interviewing with. They didn't research us. They didn't know anything about our organization. Number two, the candidate wasn't very familiar with their own resume and wasn't able to elaborate on anything. Uh, number three, candidates, the candidates' responses were very surface level and they couldn't provide detail and specifics. Uh, next, the candidates' responses were very long-winded and they kept going off topic. Uh, next one, the candidate kept interrupting. Very important one as well. So look, I hope all those tips were very helpful for all of you in your in interview preparation. Make sure you're not making these mistakes. If you are, make those adjustments, uh, uh, implement, uh, you know, the changes that and, and adjustments you want to put into play. Be aware of, uh, of of these mistakes if you haven't been making them. Make sure you're not making them moving forward. And uh, look, wishing everyone the best at your interviews. And I'll, uh, I'll be speaking about another topic as usual next week. Or tune in uh, Thursday where I'll be releasing a, an episode on uh, more on the recruitment side of the equation more for hiring teams and recruiters and uh, and uh, hiring authorities. So look, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been uh, um, Conversations with a Tech Recruiter. I am your host, Dean Colobera. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, speak to you soon.